Hello, and welcome to another edition of No Lights Paranormal Podcast, where nerdy investigators sit down and discuss spooky stories from the web, but today's a little bit different. Today we're doing a live recording from the beautiful Wadsworth Tavern, where we are celebrating National Ghost Hunting Day. Our uh, other cohort, Teresa, is out doing a ghost walk in the middle of Wadsworth, and we're sitting here at the beautiful Wadsworth Tavern with the owner, Summer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the bar. So I've owned Wadsworth Tavern for 11 years, and we've had quite a few little ghosty boasties. We've got some, some, some times um, here at the bar that we've actually, this place is, was built in the 60s. Um, we sort of believe in the concept of sentient buildings, more so as opposed to haunted places. This place was built as a local restaurant, a very successful, very popular restaurant called Marie's, which located, relocated up to the North End. And then it's been a pretty popular little bar for 11 years, and it's kind of got a vibe of its own place. A lot of people walk in the doors, and they say that they feel a certain calmness um, and a certain sense of welcome here that I, I like to attribute to a lot of people having a lot of good times yes. over the years. Um, I'm also the owner or co-owner of a shop called Mountain and Flame with my partner Joe and that is located up in the downtown. Um, we're hoping to get no lights to maybe do a podcast out of there as well but Teresa and I decided to do the idea of the ghost walk um, Mountain and Flame is a spiritual boutique. We specialize in uh, materials, objects, guidance, counsel for uh, any realm of spiritual needs. Um, we have, we make our own, well, my partner Joe makes his own clearing sprays. We make our own oil blends. Um, we have several local makers who make things like smudge sticks for the shop in case you're interested in doing any clearing. Um, and we refer clients over to No Lights when they need investigative stuff, and No Lights refers people over to us when they need materials, so it's a pretty nice little partnership. We also have some great readers. Uh, Amanda Hill does Reiki out of our shop on Thursdays, in call. Um, you can just come in or call and book an appointment, and we are on Facebook, Mountain and Flame. So I'm going to hand it back over to the boys, and thank you guys so much for being here. Yeah, no problem. I'd love to be here. Um, so yeah, we're like I said, we're kind of doing this one a little bit different. Um, Teresa, as I said, is not here, but as always, you know me. I am Joe. I'm the lead investigator. I am Alex, your tech wizard, Baba Yaga enthusiast. I was about to say you're not going to leave a just tech wizard, right? Because not this time. You're going to fail me. So yeah, you, you, you kind of touched on something a little bit there somewhere when you said the whole building mm -hmm. being haunted rather than just the. Sentient. Yeah, so yes. so my I've I've worked in in bars for uh, 25 years, and I've worked in a lot of old buildings that housed places for years and years and years. You know, they were like I worked at a, a small punk rock joint that yeah. had been a bar for 125 years under different names, and I really do believe that buildings take on the energy of the people inside them. So if you have a violent place like a mental institution or, or a jail, you know, you guys probably felt that when you did the oh reformatory, yeah. you're oh going to yeah. feel those negative energies. But when you have a place that people have bonded in and laughed in and brought their joys and even brought their sorrows in, but a place that's felt more like a family, <laughs> like Marie's was, like yeah. Annabelle's was, like Frank's place was, and like Tavern now has the, the time in to be, I think that those walls absorb those feelings as well those feelings of, of, okay. of family and the feeling of welcomeness yeah. um, that's just an opinion though no I you mean I, I actually subscribe to it because I always went by the land is actually more connected to anything rather than the building and the people that are there mm -hmm. so it kind of goes hand in hand with that so yeah I, no, I just thought that was interesting when you said that so it also makes sense when you take into consideration my opinion that a graveyard is the least haunted place that I've ever been yeah I can sleep in most of them yep. you said that but there's no emotion tied to a graveyard. That's 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 where they put you when everything's done. So yeah, it's a more of a calm feeling. And you know, I, and I know there's mediums that go to places where violent things happen, yeah. and they and they can feel those energies. You know, because the walls absorbed. Yes. You know, it might not be a spirit per se haunting the place, but the walls absorbed the feelings. You know, of the the event that happened. Well, also, yeah, it's the same thing. Like graveyards are 
pretty much, no, no pun intended, dead. Um, because the energy is already dispersed out to wherever it's at, be it the building, be it the land, whatever it is. So, yeah. You know, and we've had over the years, we've had employees maybe that worked here and didn't have the place's best interests in mind. And those people have left here with a, a very strong sense of rejection. And, and, you know, there's a million reasons that that could be personal or existential. But, you know, sometimes it's just the place rejecting the person as much yeah. as it's the person rejecting the place. Yeah. Because nobody likes bad vibes right. at all. Right. <laughs> vibes. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, like I said, this podcast is going to be a little bit different. We're winging this one. We really don't have any particular stories in case to talk about. So, we're just kind of winging it. It's just us kind of, like we always talk about, BS on our porch sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. N no cases this time. Open format. Yeah. We don't know who's going to show up and have stories to tell. We right. don't know whether they have questions to ask. Although that was crazy that you did say that cemeteries are normally dead, and the one time we actually went to a cemetery, it got weird. So I mean, that's <laughs> I'm not saying cemeteries are dead, dead. Like, if you go to our Facebook page, yeah. our yeah, you got our old, old banner, yeah, like yeah, yeah. we got literally a picture of an apparition in a cemetery. But a lot of them, I can go to and sleep. I'm yeah. like, it's quiet, it's peaceful, it's what it is. Well, that's because you're weird. But I love you. Um, so yeah. Truthfully, cemeteries are some of the best places for people to honestly jog or yeah. rollerblade. Um, oh. No dogs. No That's dogs true. off leash. I taught my nephew how to drive in a cemetery because it's maneuvering. Right. So, yeah. right. As yeah. long as you're being respectful to the people, you know, to any, any other guests, you know, that might be there. Right. I, I think that they're, you know, they can be community places. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, for all intents and purposes, that's what a graveyard is. Right. Community. So... Yeah, no, I dig that. I dig that train of thought. Like, that's, I like that. Why put all that work into some of that architecture, too? You know, like, oh, we used to go down to amazing. Um, yeah. Glenwood down in Akron, you know, and that used to be a great place to run at or yeah, yeah, yeah. just have a picnic at because we've got all the mausoleums and you've got all that Art Nouveau architecture. And, yeah. you know, what's the point of making such a beautiful place and such a well manicured place? Right. You know, it's almost like a second park in some urban areas. In honesty, those are usually some of the creepiest cemeteries, too. Like, <laughs> I say that because, like, the biggest one, like, going off what she was talking about with the mausoleums and the art, yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. like, I've been to the big one in New Orleans, and that was probably oh, yeah, one of the creepiest places I've ever been. Well, I think that's just New Orleans <laughs> in general. Fair. But beautiful art architecture, nonetheless. There's really a lot of artists that put a lot of hard work into that, and they do a really phenomenal job with it. And um, I guess you can also say that plays off of our psyche where when we can't see certain things and we're sight limited, like it's more like a psychological fear than it is like a... Well, for us too, when we're there, it's dark and your eyes play tricks on you in the dark and that creepy angel that's standing over there may be just in fact looking at you, but it's actually not. Uh, so yeah, you're correct on that. It's your mind's playing trick on you when you're there. So, um, my brain just went totally off for a second. Okay. <laughs> well, then, you know, when you're speaking about um, atmospheres, it's it's interesting living one foot in this world. You know, the bar world that's that's very um, excitable and very colorful and very loud sometimes, and, and high emotions and high drama. It's interesting having a foot in that world and then having a foot at Mountain and Flame, which was a passion project that Joe and I created um, to kind of start the next phase of our lives, you know, yeah. to, to kind of quiet things down and to kind of get away from the bar and and his, his uh, past employment in law enforcement, um, we both kind of needed something a little cleaner and something a little less heart-rending, you know, and so we created Mountain and Flame, and when people walk in there, they even comment, oh, this is such a different vibe, you yeah. seem like such a different person here, because it's calmer, and it's more healing, and it's more... You know, it's it's more about the soul and a little less about, you know, the, the problems or whatever. And, and so, you know, they're totally different atmosphere. It's kind of funny if you're in there, you see the lights flicker and everybody's like, oh, that's your energy. And it's like, no, it's no, just, just the bad wiring. <laughs> you know, but it was different things before it was our store as well. And I think that, you know, it was the, the Wadsworth Community Fish Place and it was also a gym and it was also a family-run deli. So you still also have those vibes of community and right, those right, vibes right. of family, and it's in a plaza with a pizza shop that's been there for 
a million years, you know, and is a Wadsworth staple. So you still have a lot of that sense of, of calmness and welcoming there as well. But it's definitely a different feeling, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a much calmer. No, I've um, been in the shopping industry. Yeah, much more calm. healing sort of place. I was going to say, I can tell you that as a frequenter of both, yeah, it's, it's a very <laughs> chill place. <laughs> Anxiety goes down, like... You know, Stress I, goes down. I like to say that the tavern is the public me, but Mountain and Flame is the real me. You know, that's that's kind of, of, that's of my vulnerableness on on display for everyone to see, and and very much true too. I think, you know, it's us being our real selves over there. Well, yeah, because you put your heart and soul into it, which is well, the name makes sense, Mountain and Flame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that, that's awesome. I love the shop. I've been in there. I don't frequent it as much as Alex does. But, uh, yeah, it's a good little shop. If you guys can, if you're in the area, please check it out. Uh, what's the address on it? It's uh, 153 B Broad Street, but the shop front is actually on Lyman. The shop itself is on the corner of okay. Broad and Lyman. Yeah. Yep. We like to call it the Pizzazzio's building. <laughs> Shout oh, yeah, out to Mike. Make, makes sense. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's like the one staple place that's been in that building forever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I remember that when I was going to school out here, so yeah. I used to go to the gym there. <laughs> yep, yep. It was a great little spot. But um, I'm going to actually excuse myself. That's fine. I'm um, I actually want to bring Joe in. If yeah, you let's have Joe come on for a minute. It's Joe's turn. It's Joe's turn. Yeah. Joe number two or Joe yeah, number one. Yeah. I don't know. Well, technically, he'd be Joe three because there's another Joe one here and I'm Joe two. But, oh, anyways, that's another thing. Look. But, uh. <coughs> Summer, I believe he's, uh. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, Summer. I appreciate it. That was awesome. Thank you very much. But, uh, no, Joe, the reason why I brought you in is because I wanted. Since you make like clearing things. Yes, I make uh, a lot of different <coughs> different oils, different incense ones for the shop. Okay. It started when I actually worked in a corrections facility. Gotcha. And when you work in a corrections facility, you're limited on there's no bracelets, no jewelry, no necklaces. Right. So as far as uh, when you're in a violent environment, yeah, uh, grounding and protection become important. Uh, so no grounding, no no charms, no bracelets, no jewelry. So uh, I had a friend who crafted oils and kind of turned me on to a protection blend. Okay. You know, so I <coughs> crafted a protection blend, a grounding protection blend, and I wore it for years. And they would say, "Hey, you stink," you know, because it's a patchouli blend. And they would, they would say, <laughs> "I mean, that's fair." They would I, say, yeah. "They would say you stink," and at the end, they would say, "Sarge, you stink," and I would say, "It's called not jail." <laughs> and come home not smelling like you. Right. And uh, when we opened the shop, you know, I blended it for the shop, you know, for the shop. And it's the oil that I wear every day. Okay. And I still wear it. And it sold very well. Okay. And things kind of progressed from there. So, you know, we have uh, anti-anxiety blends and, and we have all kinds of things. And when we came around with, with you guys, I thought about having uh, a lot of people in confined environments uh, apartment buildings, nursing homes, right, office right. buildings, where you can't smudge, you can't have open flame, yeah. you can't have yeah. smoke, you can't have yeah. soot. Uh, so the solution to that with me was simple, was making an essential oil uh, clearing right. spray. So I came up with the, the holy hand grenade, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is the, 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 the cleary sage, blue sage, white sage, uh, essential oil uh, blend in a vegetable glycerin base okay. so it doesn't stain anything and you can use it to clear anywhere because you don't have to worry about smoke. Also, one thing that I can mention about that is it doesn't have a super strong scent. So like uh, Teresa's mother-in-law, or my mother-in-law, yeah. Teresa's mother, uh, when she was with us, um, she had real bad allergies, so she couldn't burn sage and sweet grass and things for other reasons, like it like to kill her just to burn it in the house. You know what I mean? So. Your, your oils definitely come in handy, I think, for people like that. And I think it goes back to what and you said. with I, the I use it as a linen spray. I use it as a bed spray because oh, okay. it's, it's a nice deep woods kind right, of a right, scent. Right. And I'm a deep woods guy. You know what I mean? I'm a deep woods guy. So know? it makes sense that you go to sleep on it. And, yeah, and it's yeah. a nice, you know, and it doesn't linger and it doesn't, it's not too heavy, you know, and it doesn't, you know, and I have... Uh, Customers, I call them. I tend to call them friends, but you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 I got people come through that use it in their cars. They use it for you know you spray their car down because they want a nice one. It cleanses the negative energy off the places okay, that you I'll, go throughout the day. I was going to ask, and that. we all yeah. drag energy around with us, you know, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like static electricity throughout yeah. the day. 
Well, you know, and they found that they like it for that. Yeah. I'm going to need like a 55 gallon drum to take to work with me. <laughs> yeah, so same here. I <laughs> started blending it in like caseload batches at this point because it's, okay. uh, the, it actually is probably the, the number one thing that I, I do I make quite a bit of. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Do people come in knowing that it's an actual cleansing thing mm -hmm. or do they just like the smell of it? Well, and they're like, oh, I just like it. It's like well, and it's, it, a lot of things are you, you meet people where they're at. Yeah. So, you know, they say, oh, it smells good, and then you stick with it, smells good. But if you're looking for a metaphysical purpose, right. then you can explain things. But there's items like sage uh, that are grown all over the world, yeah. uh, different varieties everywhere. So depending on what religious philosophy or what doctrine you're going by, you're right. talking about wildly different, completely different, completely different yes. uses. <laughs> yeah. you get for the same, for the same plant, same species, wildly different uses if you're talking... American, Native American uses right, for, right. versus, you know, European and, and, and Indian uses. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, people come in and say, well, I want something for cleansing. And it's like, well, that depends on what you're trying to cleanse. What are you trying to cleanse <laughs> and what, what viewpoint do you take on what is cleansing to you? Right, exactly. You know, because if cleansing to you is Norse chanting and a drum is cleansing to you, sage. Yeah. And a prayer is, is, you know, what is it to you? Exactly. And that's where you come to us and we say, facilitate. okay, well, this is what it is to you. We facilitate those yeah. those particular needs. But, you know, you, the customer, have to be aware you have those concerns to begin with. And it yeah. starts with the things that go bump in the night and the people that go and look for them. Absolutely. And I think that that's one thing that I think we try to express to people, oh, like, especially well, when they ask us to do, like, cleansings. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, what do you believe because like me just cleansing your house the way that I would do it, like there, there's no upkeep from it. Like if it's not what you believe, you yeah. And a lot of times it's just as far as cleansing goes, it's a having the right combination of materials and b just believing that it works. Yeah. And at some point, you can't stick a VHX and a Betamax. No, no, <laughs> absolutely. And, and vice versa. Even though we've all tried. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you can't. <laughs> I've just aged us all significantly. Uh, we uh, laughed at that. Not so wrong. We've already. Laser disc. <laughs> we've already. Yeah, 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 exactly. I got it. <laughs> yep, we're all that old. There's only so many times I can buy God in 60 seconds. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Three out of three sitting at this table right now. Four out of four sitting at this table right yeah, now can exactly. program a VCR. Yeah. <laughs> uh, programming, uh, that's, that's, that's difficult. Set the clock on the VCR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the clock is good, but when you use that like OnStar thing that they have. Oh, on with the VCR, like just setting the channels yeah, and stuff? Nah, yeah. I could never do that. I always got like Judge Judy or something like that when I was trying to record a football game. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> off topic, sorry. Uh, those of you who listen to us know that we do that all the time. But, um, Fine. No, no, no. I, 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 like I said, I just wanted to bring you on to kind of explain what you meant by the cleansing because you're yeah. exactly right. Nobody knows. Or if you go into it and you don't know actually what you're dealing with, you're not going to know how to actually properly cleanse it or do anything with it. And um, the, the number one question that we get is how? How do I do this? Yeah. How do I do that? And, and, and with cleansing, it's... It's not as complicated as people to make it seem to be. You, you open an egress, a window, or a door, no. so that whatever you're trying to get out can get out. Because if not, you're just making it angry and leaving it locked in with you. You're right. You know, so <laughs> you crack a window, you crack a door, and then you know it's all energy and it's no. all your your work. And hey, you can't be here if you have negative right. things. You need to go. You no. know, and how you say it, what you say is up to you. And then the music that you play and the words that you do are yours. Yeah. Right, and again, it goes back to every religion has its own spirituality, and we try not to segregate any one person into any one thing. So it, it really is about what you believe exactly. as a person. Like, do you believe this is going to work? Like, all right, let's take Christianity, for example. If you don't believe in the Christian method, then me cleansing your house in a Christian way is not, not going gonna, to work. It's not going to do anything, if, actually. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. you know, natives... Well, it, and exorcism isn't going to work for a Hindu. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, it, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no you're I'm good. I'm taking the drinks, so go ahead. <laughs> uh, so what I was going to ask is, Joe, we have a lot of listeners in Ohio, and we've thrown out your... We, we've plugged your shop quite a few times. Um, do you guys have any uh, things that you're working on that are new or specials going on well, right it's now? It's October, or? and October is a fun month 
you know, right. when you're when you're the the, the witchy tarot shop in town. Yeah, right. I mean, it's 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 Christmas basically yeah. before Christmas, and and you know, and and when you're talking belief structures and times of year and high holidays, it's a very, you know, if you're talking alternative beliefs, if you want to say they're alternative, but if you're talking yeah. non-mainstream beliefs, it's right. it's a lot of it's a lot of big holidays through this time of the year. So Wayne. Um, so yeah. So if you're talking the in-town stuff, then yeah, you've got the first Friday events, and then you've got the <laughs> the witches' walks on the twelfths, and yeah, the, yeah. the the scare on the square on the nineteenth, yep. and then Halloween Which is awesome weekend. If you check it out. Check it out. Yeah. Awesome. So if you're yeah. talking downtown Wadsworth stuff, yeah, there's yeah. tons of things oh, going yeah. on, and then that's on top of what I get up to, yeah. which is usually something right <laughs> shenanigans. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It's a busy season. It's a busy time, and it's it's hopping. I can totally understand that because I can say that for the first while that we were doing like the paranormal stuff, like we would actually shut down on Halloween because oh, yeah. it, it's it's too much, and then it's, it's generally commercial. you get those people that are like overly excited about it and don't yeah. take it seriously, and it spirals out of control from there. So there's generally for the first I want to say ten years that we were doing this, there's just Let's just chill this month and yeah. No, but it was almost yeah. You're exactly. It's, it's got overblown. There were some people that would see some things, and it'd be like a dog out in the woods, and they're like, "Oh no, there's 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 a presence out there." It's like it's your neighbor's dog. Like, <laughs> well, that and it's it's spooky season. It's yeah. haunted yeah. house season, and a lot of people just want to get a thrill. Yeah. And what I can tell you from you know almost a quarter century of paranormal investigations is sixty percent of the time. We sit in an empty building, bored. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. just the reality of it. Now, For all that of you uh, ghost hunting enthusiasts out there that have never done it, you go to sit in your first one, you're just sitting there like, is it? Now, to be <laughs> fair, that other 30 to 40% usually makes up for it. Yeah. But yeah. With everything, though, things are boring until it's not. And when it's not, it's really not. It's really no, not. Like it's really said, not. It's, it goes from boring to very exciting very quickly. Yeah. You know, and not a lot of in between. It's yeah, a seriously no, different yeah, adrenaline rush, is what yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, our last investigation. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, did you? Ever, yeah, did we ever talk about that on the podcast? I know we were talking about it. But I don't think. Uh, we ever Madison, no. I think we were kind of waiting to get some stuff up. Okay. Um, and I mean, we did that. We've got some stuff on the Facebook page. I think we've got a lot more stuff to post that we just have to condense down into smaller, like right, right. Eatable clips, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you know what I mean. Instead of just the long, well, like, what we see, the long, boring clips where you're just staring at a screen for four hours. Right, I mean, yeah. these are, we have to break four-hour clips down to, like, okay, right. we saw something in this 30 seconds, <laughs> pick it out. Like right, nobody exactly. <laughs> that's the other downside of doing paranormal investigations, that new Some, people... Sometimes you get something, sometimes you get nothing. And a lot of times you're staring at an empty screen that's not moving for... Four exactly. hours at a time, exactly. <laughs> hoping exactly. for thirty minutes of excitement <laughs> or Just thirty seconds. Pops up. Um, but yeah, no. That, thank you for Summer and Joe for actually coming on here and plugging the shop and plugging the bar and really interesting stuff. I loved all of the takes, especially the the building. Buildings. Yeah. I mean, you. No, I, that really. Like, I shut up a little bit in my mind because if my mind was just going a mile a minute with it, and I just, like, I, this is interesting because it goes off the land and it goes off this, and I've always been interested in that kind of aspect of stuff. I like, I like that through paranormal theory, we like to spit out what's on our mind, and then we sit and digest while we listen to other people talk, oh, and yeah. 30 minutes later, I could have a completely different <laughs> opinion. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, there's sometimes where I sit down, I listen to other people's story, and I'm just like, "Wow, okay." Didn't expect that. Now I've got some alone time to think about this. So, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so yeah, uh, right now we're kind of waiting for our next guest to show up, and yeah. Do we have a next time. guest? Let's yeah, let's uh, so. I mean, we can have we can have Roger here tell a story. Yeah, uh, for those of you who can't see us right now, because we know we're not doing a live video thing, my dad is also sitting at the table right now. Uh, I'd rather hear the microphone moving, so I apologize. For it that. doesn't matter. We're in a bar. Like yeah. they're gonna hear weird noises. But different yeah. format tonight. My dad is sitting here at the table with us before he goes. 
goes on the ghost walk with Teresa. And uh, just we kind of want to get him on there a little bit. So this is my dad. Hello, folks. This is Roger Hughes. This is my son Joe and his friend Alex. Kind of like a friend. More Kinda. like, more or less like a family member. Low grade. <laughs> Stepbrother. Anyway, <laughs> Stepbrother. Uh, I've enjoyed this. This is my first podcast live one, but uh, I've been out here to this facility for a while, a couple times, uh, over the lifespan of my son growing up. Anyway. After the age of 21. <laughs> right. Yeah. And. Uh, I'm enjoying this session, and, and uh, thank you for letting me jump in there real quick. Not a problem. Um, I know you did, I talked to you about this before, I know you told me all your stories when you were in the Army over in Germany, mm-hmm. uh, but there's one particular story where you were out with your friend and you saw some of the woods. Uh, could you elaborate on this? I sure could. Go ahead. Uh, I saw it here in the U.S. too, several times. Okay, um, we're out here in the woods. It, Certain part of Germany, there is called Black Forest for a reason. And the saying is, behind every tree, there's a spirit. I experienced that. I have experienced that. Uh, and here in the United States, the uh, this thing was big. And and don't push me. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the story is that. Uh, I can't go in too deep because it's like a personal story, but I will halfway. This uh, buddy of mine and I were out driving around in my car. We're in the woods. The, uh, we had a long young lady with us. <laughs> uh, so I get out of the car. And the only thing that I have in my pocket, I smoked cigarettes at that time, is a butane. And uh, so I get out of the car. We're in a fire lane. I mean, deep into the woods. And uh, I hear this rustling over, rushing into the, you know, the leaves and whatever else is laying on the ground in the dark. And I hear this grunting, a, a lot of deep bass grunting. And I turn around, nothing's there. I can't see it anyway, but I can sure smell it nasty smell I mean it's worse than a skunk uh, anyway uh, it was trying to make its presence known to me and I picked up on it right quick so <clears throat> I told Jerry I said Jerry start the car roll down a passenger window so I can jump in the window and we'll get out of here well about that time here I couldn't see it but I heard it break off we went back out the next day. Anyway, I'm rushing myself. So he pulls out of the fire lane, puts the window down, and he takes off, and I'm catching up to it. I was a lot younger then. So uh, in the door, I go, my feet still hanging out the window, and we're barreling out of there. I had a VW with a Porsche engine in it, and it would ply. And uh, so we went back out the next day. The two of us, three of us didn't, four of us didn't go. It's just Joe or Jerry and I. Uh, so we went back out there, and in that spot, there was this log. Uh, it was as long as my leg, and bigger than my thigh, and uh, it was huge. And this thing, we looked at the tree. It was used to be on, and it was a fresh break. It wasn't a dead branch. It was a. Uh, it was a live branch at one time, well, a live log, I guess you'd call it now, but that's one of the first ones that, uh, and when I got here in the States, I'm over in the eastern part of PA, and I step out my back door, because it's a motel, it was at night, oh, back to the forest, German forest, um, the only th- weapon I had on me was, what I considered a weapon, was that butane lighter, so I turned it up as high, it went up about a foot, of course, spending that much fuel it's not going to last very long now we're back over here in the states over in the Poconos and I'm leaving my uh, motel room and I smell this familiar smell again I can't see anything but it grunts and I start panicking okay I've got a knife in my suitcase I get in my suitcase I was really I was really frightened 
Um, what am I going to do if this thing attacks me? I have no clue. I'll just defend myself. I'll probably get eaten. Best you can with whatever you want. Yeah, maybe a kiss or two before he eats me. But uh, <laughs> I never, after that, it was a calm feeling come over me. I'm totally calm. Uh, not to be afraid. And the feeling that I got, the mental picture I got in my head was uh, just arms wrapping itself around like a black velvet cape or black velvet blanket just encasing me and I felt no fear at all. Uh, I turned around and walked down the hill and checked out of the motel and headed back west. But anyway, that was, uh, and then I've experienced down in the southern part of Ohio, uh, my hillbilly accent's coming out, uh, uh, salt forks uh, several times down there. And uh, I live in Doylestown, and I sit out on, I like to get up early in the morning. So thank you for allowing me to have this time. So I get up early in the morning, I sit on my front porch, and uh, I happen to look across the street there's a school and past that is a playground while I look over there and this huge thing as uh, his elbow is laying on the top of the highest pavilion for the sliding boards and uh, I went over and measured it and it was over 10 foot tall so I looked at it and I went in there and got my play in my house and got the flashlight and I shined it over there red eyes and he's looking right at me I wasn't afraid, I was just, okay, all right. He's just relaxing. Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call him, whatever Norman Clay you want to get to him, uh, was, uh, it was a piece. He turned around, made one step over the fence, down across the baseball field, and that's the last I've seen him. So you felt peace then too? Yeah, I felt a peace. Yeah, yeah. Not in the, uh, the velvet. You, you all felt velvet uh, at different colors. It just seemed like it was a black velvet to me. Uh, that's the way my mind analyzed it. And then uh, I've got pictures. I've got security cameras around my house. And I've got, we have bear, we have all kind of smaller critters like skunk, coon, squirrels, uh, coyotes. And uh, they come around our house. Well, my help is I feed them. <laughs> I stick food out for them at night, and there's nothing left in nature. Waste nothing. I mean, I'm talking about chicken, rotisserie chicken. Uh, everything is gone. Uh, but I've got pictures of it. It's blurry, and uh, I've seen the red eyes out there in my backyard. Beyond my backyard that I mowed, there's a rough spot where the grass grows taller than the weeds. And it's out there in that area. And you can go out there, and I've had bears leave scat in my backyard. Uh, let me know they've been there. Uh, the, the bears got to do what they got to do. We, we all do it. You know, it's just a common. Just a bear shit in the woods? Yeah. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And more than once, folks. Uh, but anyway, that's my experience with the uh, Sasquatch. I got, can I tell you one about the funeral home? Feel free. Well, there's two. I met my uh, older brother's funeral, and uh, I'm standing there talking to my niece and nephew and the rest of the family members in a little ante room, and this thing comes up and whispers in my ear, and uh, I thought it was somebody pulling a joke. Uh, it was a real soft whisper, and uh, it tells me I'll outlive the youngest one there. There was a baby there. It was uh, my brother a son-in-law's brother-in-law baby uh, and it, I turned around real quick to see who it was well it run off around the corner and uh, into a bigger room there's no doors just windows that were all locked up so I said oh if that's if that's true then I'm going to claim it but then I got to I've been thinking all these years I don't know if I want to live that long or not if, if, if I live that, if I, if I outlive my kids, I'll attend their funerals. I'll attend out everybody I know. I'll t attend their funerals. And I don't know if I really want that or not. I mean, I'm going to see things change in this world. Uh, and the, the, the last one is that uh, I was at a friend's 
funeral, and his uh, he passed away, got involved in an accident, taking a buddy to work because that buddy of his car wouldn't work. Well, both of them are gone now. But anyway, the room, just like most funeral homes, they're packed. You know, people want to pay their last respects, and. Uh, there was we were in like the hallway and then there was a hallway behind us that led to the restrooms and uh, there's this I was standing on the right this fellow was standing on the left we were kind of close not chummy chummy friends but they were close you know we're, we're trying to conserve space all of a sudden I got flying we got pushed big time uh, and I thought he'd push me and he looked did you push me so anyway it went like that and we uh, we didn't see anything didn't hear anything but uh, the Sasquatch comes around Doylestown quite a bit. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, well, so for what it's worth, folks, there, there's more than us that's on this planet, uh, seen and unseen. Scripture tells us about all this. Uh, but be wary of what you don't see. God tells us he's seen guard, sent guardian angels to watch over us through, stup through our stupidity. I've made a lot of bad decisions in this world, and it's still through grace that I'm living. But anyway, those are my stories, and thank you, Joe and Alex, for allowing me to share that. And thank you, audience, uh, whoever might be listening. Take care of yourself and get ready, because things are about to change here big time. Uh, there's not really aliens. They're just, they're, to me, they're demonic spirits taking over a form, and they can take it over in human form, too. So. Yeah. Anyway, thank you again, and I'll turn the microphone back over to you. No problem. Thanks, Dad. I appreciate that. Fantastic. Yeah. No, I, I kind of want you to tell the stories because of the stories I heard as a child growing up that I was just like, ooh. It kind of got me into the whole Florio ghost thing. So. Yeah, I mean, we all start somewhere, right? Yeah. There's some event that kind of bumps <laughs> us in this direction. It's not just something you're like, oh. For most of us, I guess nowadays... Yeah. I guess nowadays you can kind of just see it on TV and be like, oh, that's cool. I'd like to try that. But, like, right. people our age, like, <laughs> there was yeah. there was no ghost hunters on TV yeah, in no. 1986. Okay. Yeah. When you heard ghosts back in the day, you had one or two reactions. One, I wanted to do that, or two. Nope. <laughs> there was one ghost show on TV yeah. back in our day. That was Ghostbusters, all right? right. No. Goulardi. Goulardi. Oh, yeah, Goulardi. 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 <laughs> Uh, to be fair, I wasn't allowed to stay up that late. Not right. back then, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that was. I think that was before we were born, actually. Yes. No, I mean you were in the planning stage. I'll put it that way. So. <laughs> I mean, I guess if I think, I mean, well, there were no TV shows to get us interested, right? right. Like we clearly had our movies. You know, the Poltergeist movies. Yeah, right. the, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was Amityville spooky. House. <clears throat> so working back here at the Blue Tip. Yeah. There's actually so like there's a joke going around there, right? So Josh, the one guy that I worked that I was training with, uh, he was taking me around showing me the keys to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, if you walk back to this side portion, uh, it's a pitch black warehouse, and the key is on the opposite corner of the door that you come in, and there's like one light over the key. So, like, right. it gives off that weird, creepy vibe, right? Because it's, like, yeah. completely dark warehouse with, like, one kind of yellow-tinged light, light over there. And uh, so when he was giving me the tour to show me all these, uh, he knows that we do this. So he was, he made the joke, uh, go to the lake, Carol Ann. Right? <laughs> so now I call that the poltergeist key. Wait a minute, your name is Carol Ann? <laughs> For this day, yes. For that day, I guess it was. Alrighty then. <laughs> <laughs> that explains why you like dresses. Oh. <laughs> that was a little low. But no, I did, yeah, factories are just weird to work. Even the one I work in, uh, we have motion sensor lights. In. And most of the time, when all the employees leave, I'm there by myself, filling out paperwork and doing all that. And the one night I remember sitting up there, sitting on my desk, and it was really got disconcerting because I looked up and the lights just started to come on one by one like some of those walking down through the lanes and I'm like oh no <laughs> like, and that goes back to what what I would say is that probably goes back to and that's the difference between what Summer was talking about earlier with right. building sentience right. versus what you were talking about with the land right. like okay 
Joe and I both went there to that building right. when it opened up, when they <coughs> launched it. When it's it's a brand new building. Yeah. It's a huge warehouse. It's kind of suburbia now. Like there's technically no reason that building in particular should have anything in it. Exactly. Other than the fact that it is it is in the Metro Parks. It is in Tinker's Creek, which yep. itself is like that area is Park, in the yep. valley and that area has been known to have like different things. Yeah, like I, the canals are not far from there. You no. guys got a lot of stories on that, personal stories. What chased your car? Yeah. We haven't gotten into that yet. We're waiting for okay. that update. All right. Can I interject something? Yeah. I mentioned that Alex likes skirts. I wear a kilt. A lot of my friends call it a skirt. Alex also wears a kilt. Yeah, I think all three of us at this table. Yeah. Joey wears a kilt. A kilt. Also wore a kilt. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to clear that up make sure that nobody thought Alex was. Oh, trust me. No one thinks Alex does. <laughs> Nobody even knows me, and that's yeah. fine. As long as, you don't, as long as you don't put on a lipstick and a brawl. <laughs> Listen, so I don't think there's anybody that I've run into ever while I was wearing it where I had one day where nobody called it a skirt. Yeah. All right, like well, it happens, yeah. and you just you know it's coming. It's you fine. Didn't go on. Well, the most common thing about where men wearing a kilt, the women love it because they want to go over and try to lift it up and take a peek. It's none of your business. <laughs> so I think the second time that I went to the Renaissance Festival, I actually wore it old school style. <laughs> yeah. Stop that. Well, that's the only way to wear it. Well, I mean, they made fun of me the first time, but I only wore boxers underneath mm -hmm. because the boxers had shorts, right. and I did not have my utility kilt at the time, so I had no yeah, pockets yeah, yeah. to put my wallet. So you had it. no junk. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry. So they were like, ooh, it's your training kilt. So yeah, I got made fun of by the Renaissance Festival. Well, that's for um, people who don't understand properly. What's good. But it's easier to make fun of somebody and get a giggle out of it. Right. Well, yeah. I think they were just poking, poking fun. Like yeah. they're like, "Ooh, you don't have the, you know, you're wearing your training kilt. You're wearing underwear underneath. Like, what are you gonna wear a real kilt?" Stop. <laughs> like next year, and if yeah. you look and you see something, it's your own fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Or you might like what you see. <laughs> Uh, so what we are going to do right now is we're going to go ahead and hit the pause button on this. Uh, intermission. Intermission. You guys probably won't hear a thing. By the time that I say go, yeah. it's, it's going to be just picking up. So yeah. we're going to hit the pause button. We're going to take a little break, and we will be right back with y'all. <laughs> and just like that, we're back. See, <laughs> told you, you wouldn't even notice. Yeah, coughing right, come along with it, yeah. Look, there you go. It <laughs> happens every week. There was no warning. He just went into it. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, waiting for some of the guests to come down here from the wall. Weird. Different format, right? <laughs> First time trying it out. Yeah. We expect, we like the stories. Yeah. No, it was, it was cool. The interview aspect of it was actually um, Definitely like that. Uh, Maybe we ought to do this again some I think so. Uh, to be fair, we did think we were going to have a little bit more people coming down. But um, it is what it is. We still got some time, so yeah, let's, let's roll with it. Yeah, and let's see. I mean, I feel like uh, right about now, people may or may not mosey in for the tour to see how that went. Don't know. Yeah, we're kind of curious about that. Uh, so one thing that I wanted to mention uh, to you, get your thoughts and feelings on it, because I was kind of talking to Teresa about it on the porch this morning, is like, so like, the difference between when we do stuff like this leisurely versus like when we're investigating, investigating, you know what I mean? Like You're talking about from just doing it leisurely, talking on the porch, um, no, so I mean, like, the paranormal investigation part from our aspect, like, the difference between, like, when you and I just go to the woods and, like, we're investigating, like, the the Celtic stuff, and, you know, we're like, what was that noise, you know, this or that, versus, um, versus actually going on an investigation, because on camera, yeah, because I was talking to Teresa about it earlier, and uh, so like she was explaining how she was feeling with the guy the other night, right? And I was like, you know, are we on air? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
And uh, so, like, she mentioned that she got, like, just a weird vibe from the guy, right? And she, she was like, I know you probably don't believe me. Like, and so, like, here's the thing. I think that everybody has their own gift, right? In some shape or form or another. Uh, and I, I use those. I have my own. You know, and I use those when we're going out and doing it leisurely. But also there's a segregation that I have when I'm doing an investigation investigation. Where I'm like, if I don't have evidence of something, I... Can't use it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't just be like, oh, I went into this room and I got a vibe. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I, I use it in the investigation in the fact that that's where I start looking for evidence. Yeah. But, you know, we're well, never going to have on our page bad vibes in this room. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> bad vibes, man. Don't watch. <laughs> uh, but no, for me, I, and I'm going to be honest with this, I, I don't really like using the equipment all that much because I feel that it hinders my ability my ability to see um, because I'm more reliant on that than I am just my own natural resources. Uh, <clears throat> I've touched a little bit about it in this podcast and I'm a son of the seventh son but that comes a little bit of things. Uh, I'm not going to get into that because that's way too much. But yes, I, I do agree there is a difference when we're just kind of going out there to the woods to just look around right. and then we see other things to where we go into an investigation. I, I think sometimes we rely a little bit too much on the equipment and that takes us away from doing a natural hunt. That's fair. Uh, does it help? Yes, because sometimes we get things that we wouldn't hear with our normal ears. But at the same time, what are we missing? That's fair. Cause I, you know, it's, it's processing, especially when you're like walking around with equipment and this and that. It, it's kind of one of those things where I, I wish there was a way to set up buildings better to where it's just ambience you know and it can catch like everything that you catch so you don't have to walk around with a recorder in your hand or walk around looking through a camera lens because how much are you missing if you're staring through a camera lens yes and that's the thing is because as we're going through the buildings with our equipment we're not paying attention to our surroundings we're looking at the equipment right and it's it's, for all instance for those who haven't done it it's like walking in downtown looking at your phone the entire time right (laughs) and never looking at it so it kind of takes away from the whole experience now what you could do is get GoPros and do those little GoPro body cams, mm. uh, we could, something like that. I would love to try that. However, at the current moment, and right. we can look and do like further equipment that may or may not do that. But at the current moment, there is no GoPro that works off of infrared lighting. So like right. I have exactly. the two GoPros yeah, that yeah. I would love to be able to use. But you know, when we hit lights out, no, nobody's going to see anything. Right. For <laughs> listeners out there who are really good at this kind of stuff. Uh, no, not always. Are there, is there any way right to now. kind of like break? So you, okay, is there any what? To break it, to make it in front. Is there any way to like break that kind of stuff? Uh, I'm saying break it like you want to break a cell phone. Like you can break it in and do all the things. Unlock it. So tech wizard in the fact that I can hook up everything and use it proficiently. Uh, not an engineer. For those listening, yes. So to our listeners, if you know a way to do this, please feel free to hit us up on our website or our socials. Let us know. Um, I did want to get a hold of that guy. Let me see if I can get his name real quick. Feel free to talk while I try to get his name. Um, no, Dad, I'm not. <laughs> I just got your text. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, we had kind of planned for this in this kind of format to be someone coming over and asking. I, so, yeah, we, I said we it. Prepare for it. I said okay. it. George Brown was the guy's name. Uh, George Brown is, uh, shout out to him, Uh, he's in Sandusky. He's the guy that makes the Geoport boxes that you see on TV that are the ones that I want to get. I just don't have a $2,000 bill sitting around the house. Um, But it's the spirit box with the no white noise, so it doesn't constantly sound like radio static. Um, but on his website, he does say if there's something that you are interested in using that doesn't currently exist, to get a hold of him. Oh, yeah. And he, he probably definitely get a hold of him. Uh, if you're listening, George. 
I believe that he may have one time or may still be like I don't know too much about it he may be like an engineer yeah. So like he knows how the electronics work, and to be fair, like maybe we should get a hold of him and see if he wants to do a podcast with us. Right, that'd be awesome. Yeah, Ooh, good idea. I would love to actually get some of our equipment looked at to see if there's things that can make it better. Right. Well, I think it goes back to, and I would like his explanation. Like maybe just having him for an interview for like explanations. Like, so what you and I were talking about, and we've talked about on the podcast before, where you know we know how a tape audio recorder works. We know it works with magnets and recording magnet waves on the tape. I I couldn't tell you how a a digital audio recorder works. I don't know what it records to. I don't know how it records. So I think that a person like that, being able to interview them to actually figure out how the internals of like a digital audio recorder work and what the difference is between this and like a tape would be like a great tool to have. And I mean, to be fair, like you and I and Teresa, we can all learn from that. Like, I mean, I can do all my cameras because that's Chaser. Do whatever you want. (laughs) You're fine. (laughs) And also, like, why do old digital audio recorders seem to work better than newer ones? Well, because I, I for one, think they don't have the uh, noise canceling. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it has to do with the background noise cancellation in newer audio. I think it misses things that otherwise it would pick up. Yes, and don't get me wrong, for listening to music and you know movies and stuff like that, it's freaking great. But when you're actually trying to get background noise, <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose. Uh, <laughs> right. So yeah. These are subhuman level whispers that you don't hear with your naked ear. If right. You cancel that out. Right. You've got nothing. You want to borrow my left ear? <laughs> Is it that, No. It, it picks up everything. But, and that whisper that was in my ear that day, it's like it's happening every second of the day. It's here, here, here. I'm going to order pizza. Go ahead and order a pizza, Dad. <laughs> um, but no, I, I really do think that all the equipment that people use, and don't get me wrong, if that's what you feel you need to use for whatever reason, please feel free and use it. That's your thing. But me personally, I like less equipment because I trust myself more than I trust the that's why I think that if we can set up more things that are like automated to just work by themselves, the oh, better. Yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, audio recorders are fine most of the time. Uh, but that said, like, yeah, you're right. Like, I, I think the biggest part is like walking around with cameras really just bothers me. Like, oh, yeah, it does. Well, not, not just the aspect that we're all walking around with cameras, but also. You're walking around with the, in the dark with a giant light in your face. Right. <laughs> So it kind of like hinders the whole experience of going and goes. So yeah, absolutely. Too bad I'm not an actual. Because if I can find a way to actually do that and make it to where you have like a dark glasses on to where you can actually see into the dark, but not actually like blind. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair, but I think the first time somebody flips around with a flashlight, uh, oh. night, oh, vision would, yeah. night vision would blind you. Yeah, you'd be probably out of commission for a good 10 minutes at least. But, yeah, no, as far as that goes, uh, no, so like, I've talked to you about it before. I've had the idea of, you know, if we could take, uh, like, REM pods to the next level. Like, 20-foot light strips down a hallway where it's it's a sensor that like shows you where yeah, down the hallway. I've been actually talking yeah. about that step pod thing that I've been noticing where you can actually get the light strips and actually the sensor and then even get the bridge well. on the ground. Right. And I, I think it used to be bright, right? Ingenious to get because you're just going to pick up first, you're going to pick up the glasses and that I would like to find a way to be able to hook something like that up to like my Canon digital camera in burst fire mode so that like anytime it triggers it would just burst fire shots you know what I mean so it catches but I mean because how many times do we sit there and you know, we, we take the pictures and we take a lot of pictures but I mean as paranormal investigators ghost hunters whatever you want to call us we're, we're really just kind of shooting into the wind oh, oh yeah we're literally shooting pictures of nothing in the reality because 
Right. If that doesn't describe a crapshoot, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and it's a crapshoot because sometimes we get it, sometimes we don't. Sometimes, like, a really nice picture of this bag. No reason whatsoever. Right. Yeah, let me rephrase. Sometimes we get it, most of the time. Most of the time we don't. That's why I would love it if we could actually get the GoPros to go infrared. Because at that point in time, yes, we're paying attention to our surroundings, but it's also taking on the surroundings. We may not see it, but it will. Oh, so you've tripped it up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, no, I did. I'd love to absolutely do that. So, yeah, George. My daughter. Uh, I'll have him go back and listen because I will be shooting him an email. Like, no, I was like, I didn't trim my hair. I was like, I didn't trim my hair. Well, Maria. Oh, yeah, because so. Maria Jones 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 like, he gets orders for equipment all the time. Like, so I was just looking, like, through his Facebook page the other day, and I flipped it on Expedition X. Like, he just did a special box for them. And I was like, well, what can I do after that? Uh, yeah, Josh Gates is the equivalent of my fucking guidance counselor letting me down. All right? I didn't know that was a job option. No, neither did I. I mean, I want to be an archaeologist, but there wasn't a chance for me to do that. Uh, I'm getting to Here we are. It's just a professional hobby that we pay for. It's fine. It's expensive. And that's another thing. Like, if we could actually do that, find a way to make this the stuff that we have actually cheaper. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, we just saw people going to the bar and like, why isn't there music playing? <laughs> but, no, it's... I don't know. It is what it is. No, I... I agree with you very hard. Sorry, people are coming in. It's distracting. <laughs> no, absolutely, but I think we kind of expected that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because At least I have a little bit of background noise that I was kind of needing right. earlier. Yeah, because right. like where I'm sitting at the bar, I got my back to the floor. I it was so quiet when we started that I was like, there's no way they're going to believe that we're at a bar. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah. I told Ariel came in. But no, yeah, if you guys listen to this, please come on down to Wasserman. It's a great place. Bartender's really friendly. That, and I think, I think Summer wants, to, wants us to come, like, I think originally the goal was, like, once a month, so, like, maybe, like, the last last week of the month, like, we'll just come down here and do this. And Paul, if you want to listen to something, I'm pretty sure you know. I think she's fucking pumpkin you. I'm hanging out with us. I mean, this goes everywhere. I think you're going to do, like, uh, and I also think that this um, is a good test because we, when we first started this podcast, guys, we all, like we all said an hour is a good enough time for a podcast. That's, it, but kind of the goal, like an hour entering two-hour range, and now I can see why most people are doing it. <laughs> well, that, so like, yeah, and I guess maybe it would be a little bit different if it was like our normal format where we actually had stories. So that's where it creeps over a little bit. But, you know, so like I was telling Joe earlier, like, I really didn't make any plans for this podcast. We're kind of flying by the seat of our pants because I feel like that if I planned it out too much, then it would just go off the rails. And, and, and then we'd be Your tech off. wizard has a short temper, so <laughs> so I just decided to kind of just let it fly. Um, so yeah, so you know, we're hitting the hour mark right now, so we've done well, but uh, fifty-eight minutes. <laughs> Dang, we're hitting it right at the mark <laughs> before our brains just go. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so... To be fair, I've seen you before and I'm starting to, but I have seen you before. I guess we can go ahead and uh, wrap up a little bit. It's 15 after, so I feel like if people were going to mosey down, they probably would have already. And I feel like it's... The other walk still started at 8 It's 8.50. Well... <clears throat> But we don't necessarily know that it took them the whole two hours. Right, right. So... 
Oh boy, I lost my train of thought. What was I thinking? Uh, yeah, no, so, yeah, we can, like, do the socials and, like, do the wrap-up stuff. Um, I feel like they would have moseyed down a little bit by now. Oh, that's what I was saying. It is... <laughs> I feel like the 6 o'clock people signed up at 6 o'clock for a reason. Yeah. Maybe they're, like, early quitters, you know what I mean? I Where I feel like we've got so... We got so many more on the 8 o'clock tour that I feel like those are the people that are going to get excitable. Oh, yeah. and, you know what I mean? So maybe we should not wrap it up. Just get all the questions. And at 8.30, just wrap it up. You are fine, Ariel. <laughs> hey. That is Ariel. She's a local bartender. Hi, I'm at her. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to. Uh, we expected that to happen. That was even funnier. She never picked up on the mic. <laughs> we recorded here. We knew it was going to go on. But no, I'd say let's go ahead and just wrap this one up. We'll do our socials. We'll wrap it up, uh, and we'll know for next time. Yeah. yeah. So uh, go ahead and hit those socials. Uh, so you can find us on X at No Lights Ghosts or No Lights Para, I guess. Yeah, it's both. We haven't chosen that. <laughs> um, I see No Lights Ghosts. I don't even yeah. see No Lights Para. No, like, I type in No Lights in the search bar, and like No Lights Ghosts pop up with yeah. our logo. Like, I don't see No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I look for is the logo. Uh, you can find us at nolatesparanormal.gmail.com. Uh, no Lights Paranormal Network is our group on Facebook, but we also have a Facebook page that's just No Lights Paranormal. Um, but yeah, uh, that's about it. That's all we've got going on. Uh, yep, he made it back okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, so until next week. Till next week, where we will pick up with North Dakota. Yeah, North Dakota. With North Dakota. So until next week. Good night. Good night. Good riddance. Good night. Good riddance. Good night. Thank you guys so much. We love you guys very much. We appreciate all you guys doing for us and listening to the podcast and commenting on our stuff. And until next time, we will see you later. Have a good night. 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 Have